of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Three days into being Lincoln's interim fire chief, Dave Engler, Lincoln Fire and Rescue Battalion Chief, joins me today for a conversation on Lincoln Live. Good morning, Chief. Good morning, Dale. How are you? Good. Doing well. Happy holiday to you and everybody there at LFR. All things COVID for this conversation today. I have had the privilege of being included in the the brotherhood, the camaraderie that goes on that develops at a fire station. I've I've jumped off the couch when the loud dispatch call comes in and the loud tones go off calling that station into service. I've donned the gear used by the men and women of LFR and I've gone inside residences to, to witness how LFR handles sensitive medical issues with respect and evaluates a potential fire professionally. That was all pre-COVID for my experience. It hasn't been the same in 2020. And that's the world we go into today with Interim Fire Chief Dave Engler, the COVID world of a Lincoln Fire and Rescue Firefighter paramedic. You've been in a few stations since your career began with LFR Dave back in 96. Describe the pre-virus life inside a fire station, first of all. Well, you know, the the routine was um, that we clean the station once a day. We we always we always did, um, you know, talk about hygiene and, and hand washing, frequent hand washing, you know, um, throughout the day. And then after calls, of course, we uh, typically wore gloves on on uh, medical responses and and uh, then eye protection. And so, um, and, and then, you know, we didn't, we, we change our clothes. Um, we change out our clothes if, if they were contaminated with body fluids or something to that effect, but um, it wasn't as uh, frequent as today. So um, there have been some drastic changes over the years and certainly uh, 2020 has been the biggest one. Yeah, what I would notice probably is there's still a there's still I call it a brotherhood or a camaraderie that still exists. But you you practice, I'm guessing, social distancing uh, and and mask wearing for those who want to continue it outside of a call. Mm-hmm. So that's changed. Yeah. So um, in the station now, uh, we've we've done we've we're doing things a lot different. So there is the social distancing and uh, and, you know, we're trying to keep people it, when we've got groups of people together, obviously the, the potential for spread is great. So we are, we're really focusing on social distancing, um, really hitting the, the frequent hand washing um, throughout the day. And, you know, in, in years past, like I mentioned, we would clean the station once per shift. We're doing it at a minimum of twice per shift now trying to trying to make sure that uh we're keeping the especially the the high traffic areas and the the surfaces like doorknobs and or door handles and um computers and all that stuff you know frequent cleaning with those interim fire chief dave engler joining me today on lincoln live 
All right, now the station is dispatched to a call. Talk about the procedure pre-COVID. Um, Pre-COVID, you get on the apparatus, and typically you would uh, don your your protective gloves and your eyewear, and then uh, we'd go into the house and if if that's where we're at or a business and, and start treating the patient. Your gear, some of it is outside the rig, doors are open. I'm, I'm just right. putting people as best I can describe it inside. Doors are open for, for quick entrance into the rig. Uh, some of the gear is there, all ready to jump into and to pull up and be prepared as best as possible. What additional gear do firefighters and paramedics these days have to put on that wasn't there when, when I did a ride along? So we've always, or for, for many years, we've had the N95 mask that, that everyone's very aware of. Um, and, and those were rarely used. Um, the gowns were rarely used, but now they're, they're being used um, on probably about every other, well, the N95s are used on every call. And uh, in addition to the eyewear and the gloves, I mean, the gowns are, are being used very frequently, probably on a, about uh, 75% of the, 50 to 75% of the calls, depending on, on what they are. So um, the, the PPE has, has, usage has really increased, and uh, that is all based on the, the pre-dispatch information that we get. The other thing that, that we're doing is, because the, uh, the outside is a little bit safer environment, we're either limiting the number of people that go in to if, if we have to enter a residence or, or whatever, or we try to have the patients when possible meet us at the door, and that way we don't have to go into that possibly contaminated environment. So um, that's, that's drastically changed the call. And, and what that's done is it's, it's put a little bit of extra pressure on our dispatch center to, to gather that information and, and stuff. But it's just crucial to uh, trying to protect our responders. Now, we hear the phrase doorway triage all the time on the uh, emergency scanner, the 911 scanners from LFR and from Lincoln Police. So that's a piece of information that's critical. What other key pieces of information makes a difference in what your first responders do when they get there? Um, you know, it, it just depends on the, it depends on the call. But um, the, the more information we get, um, it helps determine what equipment that we're going to take in or what the actual protective clothing that, that they need to wear. So, um, you know, information is critical. And, and uh, our responders, uh, of course, you know, we don't always get the, the most accurate information, but um, our, our responders definitely, they take all that into consideration as they, as they approach situations. Doorway triage. Let's let's stay on that for one more question. If a call is yes, how is it handled compared to if doorway triage, the the answer is no, that this person does not test positive or does not suspect to be positive or is not symptomatic of any COVID symptoms. How how is it treated differently? Um, it it's treated differently in the fact that our our people typically don't gown up. They don't put the protective gowns on on those responses because we are trying to, you know, there's there's a certain number of gowns. There's a shortage of those out there, so we don't want to use them 
needlessly. So um, we're, we're reducing the, the gowns on those calls. Um, the other thing is if, if we can have that patient that, that is a positive doorway triage meet us at the door and come to us, that's preferred so they don't have to enter the environment. Um, but but those are those are the, probably the, the biggest differences in what we're doing. All right. The patients in the rig, if it's a medical call, to what extent are steps inside the hospital any different for paramedics since COVID? Um, really, the, the handoff between our firefighter paramedics and EMTs and the, the hospital staff hasn't changed a lot. But just like um, our dispatch center does for us, we're definitely very aggressive in, in letting the hospitals know what's going on and, and um, allow them to prepare for possible COVID patients. All right, your run is over. Uh, you're heading back to the station. What decontamination now has to be done after a call that wasn't protocol pre-COVID? So we typically did a, a, a starting in 2020, we, we um, do a more extensive decon of our medic units just on, just on a preventative basis. And then after the call, if um, the patient had any COVID symptoms, we're doing a, another, another uh, more aggressive decon. And, and what we're using is electrostatic sprayers that have um, certain chemicals that are uh, viricide and fungicide uh, that, that kill the coronavirus and other things. So um, what, our, what our crews are doing are, are doing a, a real spray down of, of those, the apparatus, the interior of the apparatus and the equipment and then we let it sit for about five minutes and then and then we um, wipe it down and, and we just do a really thorough decon. And initially we had two fire stations that, because the equipment was a little bit more expensive and, and tougher to get initially. Um, initially we had two fire stations where those units would have to go um, to, to get deconned. But we were able to uh, purchase electrostatic decon sprayers for all our fire stations now so that medic unit can do it right when they get back to the station and 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 clean up the other advantage of that is, is we can use those those sprayers throughout the fire stations um for for routine cleaning and, and do a, a just a better job of deconning those stations so it was kind of a win-win situation for us and dave what impact has COVID had on training well, training has definitely changed because um, oftentimes we would get groups of crews together to uh, practice like a realistic situation. And what we've had to do is, is we've had to really change that. So we're doing um, like what would be a classroom session typically. We are doing more Zoom style uh, classes to uh, get the information out. And then on those things, a lot of our work is hands-on, and the only way to, to, to do it is hands-on, and we can't just talk about it. We've actually got to practice it. So um, where we had bigger groups before, we're utilizing smaller groups, and, we're, and when we can, we're using, you know, we're practicing the social distancing and, and uh, masks or, or face coverings and those sorts of things to uh, eliminate the, the potential for spread within our department. And then, uh, you know, our focus has become more on our individual companies as opposed to getting 
groups of, of companies together to, to train together. So um, our, the, the training regimen has drastically changed, and our training staff has done an excellent job of just um, taking the information on a daily basis and, and working towards providing safer training in this environment. Do you have available uh, the impact that COVID has had on personnel, uh, positive tests, quarantines, those sorts of statistics? Yes, we do. Um, We have, since uh, the beginning of the coronavirus, we've had 24 of our uh, employees out of out of nearly, you know, 300 that have tested positive and uh, most are most are recovered and back to work. We have two out right now. Um, and, you know, the, the big thing that I just like to remind everyone is just to follow those DHMs because um, it's, it's really important. You know, our, our firefighters on their days off have to have to do normal things like uh, go buy groceries and that sort of thing. And if we can protect them out in public, you know, we can keep them working. And, and there's been no deficit to our response. And if we keep the workforce healthy, you know, we can we can have a couple people out and, and we're fine. But we want to keep everyone as healthy as possible so we can continue to respond in the manner that we are and provide the best level of service. So, um, you know, we're we're all in this together and we just need to keep following those DHMs and hopefully uh, we can eliminate the, the uh, spread of the coronavirus. In closing, Dave, I want to echo that, the fact that all of these additional layers of safety, whether it's PPEs, whether it's masks, whether it's uh, gowns, whatever the case might be, cleaning, it has not impacted response time. An ambulance gets there just as fast. A fire engine, a fire truck gets there just as fast. First responders are responding at a high level even given the fact that there are these extra layers of safety. So thank you very much for that, Dave, and thanks to the men and women of LFR. We'll talk again soon, Dave. Thank you, and uh, congratulations on your first (laughs) three days as uh, interim fire chief for LFR. Yes, thank you very much. I appreciate it. You bet. Battalion Chief Dave Engler joining me today on Lincoln Live.